The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern North Carolina's longest-running sports radio call-in show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show on Pirate Radio is brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Michelob Ultra, The Rick House, Taft Taft & Hagler, and Tiebreakers. And now, here's Brian Bailey. All right, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into our show. We're getting closer and closer to the start of the Pirate Baseball season. We've got Austin Knight live in the studio with us. We'll get the very latest on Pirate Baseball. You had a busy weekend, right, with all the scrimmages and everything? Yeah, fun weekend, you know, uh, scrimmaging, had three scrimmages this weekend, getting the guys kind of acclimated back into their, their routines and playing each other. But, uh, yeah, fun weekend and beautiful weather this past weekend. There you go, and we need some more beautiful weather, right. don't we? We'll have our Facebook Live cranked up so you can check us out there. And if you have a question or comment, we'll pass it along to Austin Knight. We'll take our first commercial break and come back with our show on this Monday, starting your baseball week after this. East Coast Grading and Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt, and concrete work. East Coast Grading and Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Vaughn. Whether putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 531-7494. No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494. For East Coast Grading and Utilities. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. Turkey, ham, bacon, these and other meats are great around the holidays and every other day, but they all leave behind grease when you cook them, and grease is a real pain in the drain. When you pour grease down a drain, it cools and can clog sewer lines. That can lead to sewer spills, which are messy, bad for the environment, and can also be expensive. Never pour grease down the drain. Instead, collect it in a container like a used soup can or jar. Let it cool and throw it away in the trash. Together, we can protect our sewer system and the environment. For more information, go to GUC.com. It's bow time. Chicken or biscuits? That's an impossible choice. How can you decide between Bojangles' perfectly crispy, boldly seasoned chicken or their fluffy, made-from-scratch buttermilk biscuits? Well, the good news is you don't have to. With a Cajun chicken filet biscuit, you get the best of both worlds. An all-white meat chicken breast marinated with a bold blend of seasonings and served up on a fluffy, golden buttermilk biscuit. When it comes to real-deal southern flavor, there's no reason you can't have it all. Order a Cajun chicken filet biscuit today. It's bow time. Okay, guys. I've devised a plan to find better home internet. Kids, you scout the web for the best deals. Honey, you monitor our projected data usage. Or we could avoid that hassle and go with U.S. Cellular's home internet. New plan. Ellen, you sign up for U.S. Cellular home internet. Madison, you bring me snacks while I stream the game. Bundle and save on U.S. Cellular's new and improved home internet. Just $29.99 when bundled with a wireless plan. U.S. Cellular, built for us. This is Brandon Tate, owner and operator of Atlantic Wireless, an authorized agent for U.S. Cellular since 1997. Visit AtlanticWireless.com to find the store near you. We go beyond the call. This is Holt Nailers for my friends at Anson Belts, the belts that I wear. Go to AnsonBelt.com to find micro-adjustable holeless belts with over 30-plus options of a quarter inch apart instead of your typical five holes one inch apart, always giving you the perfect fit every time. If your waist fluctuates, Anson Belt is great because you can always find the perfect fit any time of the year. AnsonBelt.com, over 10,000 combinations to choose from, a belt for every occasion, and the official belt of the whole. Hi, this is Brian Medor from East Carolina Athletics. You're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday, getting your sports week off to a great start, talking pirate baseball. Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina, live in the studio with us. As we said, our Facebook Live feed is cranked up. If you have a question or comment for Austin, we'll pass it along to him. Uh, can you believe you're already getting ready for season number three as a pitching coach at East Carolina? No, and you know, I, I told uh, you know, Thomas Francisco was here yesterday. He was at, at our scrimmage, and I was talking to him, and I was like, man, the, the years keep flying by. You yeah. know, I mean, this, this is actually my fifth season here in Green. That's right. Um, and it feels like just yesterday that I got here. And so the years keep going going by fast, but, man, am I thankful to be here in Greenville and, and coaching here. Yeah, and you got to think that the, what a great experience it is as a young coach. And, and you know, young coaches have to work their way up, don't mm-hmm. they? I mean, yeah. you, you don't just get into a slot like that. I mean, you have to work your way up, and, and you're able to do that. Yeah, oftentimes, whenever you start, you, you say you want to get into coaching. Well, uh, your first couple jobs are, are not going to be the most fun, you know, yeah. a, a, the most fun things that you're going to do in your entire life. And so you pay your dues a lot, and, and it doesn't happen to ever. Some some people are fortunate and get opportunities. But, yeah, you know, you, you, for me, I started as a graduate assistant at Arkansas Little Rock where, you know, I was really doing everything from field care to laundry to coaching the players to scouting reports to being the director of operations and running camps and doing all sorts of stuff and then you know you go over and you're volunteer assistant I think it was a volunteer assistant for you know four or five years prior to ever becoming a paid assistant coach uh, here you know and so uh, it, it's certainly an inexact science but that's the way that the coaching the coaching industry works man you gotta you gotta pay your dues you gotta learn systems and you gotta you work your way up you worked for two years under Coach Dietrich, Jason Dietrich, who's now the head coach of Cal State Fullerton. He's going to bring his squad in for the LeClaire Classic, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and and so thankful for my friendship and relationship with Coach Dietz. And he's a mentor of mine, certainly. And, you know, I text with him last night. He's just talking about all the rain that they're about to get in California, yeah. which is a ton. And, um, you know, just texting back and forth with him. But uh, thankful for my time with him. One of the best minds in, in college baseball when it comes to, to the game and, of course, pitching. And, and all of those things, but even more than that, he's just—he's a great friend, and he's a guy that is—he's never—he's never been a big ego guy or anything of that sort. Just a guy that you could always lean on whenever you need something, and and is, he, he builds the people up around him, which is really unique. Seems like he came back around Christmas. Was it last year? He came back. Yeah, he, and, came, he came back this year as well. They still yeah, have their house. That's here what I thought. Cool. And they also—they got a beach house out in Emerald Isle now, and so uh, they come back for the holidays. And so I saw him. Uh, over over Thanksgiving, you know, uh, us and the Plumbos and, and them, we all went out to dinner, uh, hung out with them and their families, and, and it's always fun when we can get back together. So I'm excited for him to bring his team in. They'll be well coached, of course, right? Um, but even more than that, just excited to see him and, and reconnect a little bit. And that's such a it's always a very emotional weekend, you know. With, with Lynn Leclaire usually comes back with the kids, and and we get to revisit the whole thing with Coach Leclaire and everything that that happened with that, and and to add in with Coach Dietrich coming back and him bringing Cal State Fullerton back, I I just think it's going to be, you know, it's already a super, super great event, but it's going to move up even higher. Yeah, it's a special weekend for sure because, you know, there's, of course, great, great uh, atmospheres, great fan base for those games, and then you add in the Coach LeClaire connection Mm -hmm. of of the weekend and then Coach Dietz coming in. It's never really that much fun to play your friends. Yeah, It's it's, it's always one of those things where you'd rather watch them have success instead of uh, compete against them necessarily, but um, it it's an awesome weekend, and really, it's the closest thing you get to to a regional. You know, we got four different teams coming in. You got to prepare for all four te- or all three teams, and uh, it kind of it's it's really good because you're playing someone different every single day. You know, when you think back to, to playing friends, I think about Clemson now. Yeah. With, you know, with with everything that goes on there with uh, with the coaching staff at Clemson being so close to you guys. I mean, yeah. that's that's and and they're they're right up there as far as the rankings go with East Carolina. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and you know that's that's uh, really really cool for Coach Goblin, you know, former teammates and them, you know, all wearing 23. Yeah. And the connection that they have through Coach LeClaire and, of course, playing here at East Carolina is really unique. And so them being our area is, is, is a little bit different because now we're recruiting against them at times right. as well, of course, and, you know, uh, and compete. We play against them in the fall and different things like that. But, you know, I think back to when they were at Michigan and they, they came to the LeClaire Classic in 22. And yep, the, the they moment, sure did. Yeah, yeah. The, the moment that they spent at home play before the game. Right. 
right. and, and the ovation that they gave Coach Back and Coach Schnabel. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool and not something that you see really anywhere else in the country. Yeah, and it's just the respect, I think, that Pirate fans, you know, they know the history, you know, they know, you know, the the, the relationships and everything like that, and uh, it really means a lot, and that was, that was a big deal in that LeClaire Classic. I mean, we've got a big deal coming up with Coach Dietrich in this year's LeClaire Classic. Take us through the weekend this past weekend. You know, what you're trying to do right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're trying to get everybody acclimated to, hey, this is what we're going to be doing pretty soon. We're going to be playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, you know, you'll have a midweek game or two sometimes, yeah. but but really, you know, those conference games are, are the huge games, and you're kind of getting everybody, you know, the body's ready for that, mm-hmm. you know, in shape, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, and that, that kind of goes on both sides. And so this past week, you know, of course, we have starters for each day. So really, you're training six guys right now as starting pitchers to pitch, you know, obviously Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, but we, we drafted relievers because I wanted them to get in the habit of not really actually knowing when they're going to come into the game. And so we uh, we drafted relievers and we played, uh, you know, three, three, three games. Uh, two of the games were six innings and one game was seven innings um, just because, of course, you're still building up pitch counts and, and, and all the innings. And so it was competitive weekend, I thought. I thought there was good on both sides of the ball, uh, definitely good, uh, you know, offensively, defensively, and, of course, pitching. Um, but like I said, we're, we're, we're trying to, at this point, get guys into rhythm, get them to understand what is expected of them, and then go out there and execute our system. That's what uh, we're evaluating our guys on right now is who can go out there and do the things that we coach and practice all the time and execute them and, of course, uh, play a winning brand of baseball. How hard is it when you got, you know, you guys are trying to pitch it well, and those guys are trying to hit it well, and you're all playing for the same team? Yeah, the, the preseason is a double-edged sword. Right. You know, I, I think that uh, regardless of how good one side of the baseball is, somebody's going to go go home a little bit frustrated or angry, you know, uh, one way or another. And so you kind of got to look at the bigger picture, you know, look, look at how guys are playing, how they're carrying themselves, and, and kind of stay away from the results of, of the weekend and of the scrimmages. Um, because, you know, this time we're still trying to get better. You right. know, we're still, we're still f- focused on getting a little bit better every single day, as we will be in the spring, but um, we can't we can't be so result driven that we can't see the bigger picture and can't see how we need to improve on a daily basis. And you know, when you're looking at, at you know pitch counts and that kind of thing, and you have to look at the weather as well because you know this time of year, if it's 80 degrees outside, you, you can kind of throw more, can't you? Yeah, in theory, um, you, it's, the body will certainly acclimate better to the right. weather. Um, but we, we keep it pretty strict in the preseason. Like we're, we're, we have a, a, a cap of what the pitch count is for starters, what relievers are, what we're trying to do with them. Are we trying to get, you know, relievers to throw multiple times on the weekend, all of those things. And so it's, it's a slow build up. You know, it's not something where we're trying to force a guy to be at 100 pitches come opening weekend. Right. You know, it's we got to we got to keep in mind the, the bigger picture and the, it would be in the end of the season and make sure the guys are healthy then and and kind of hitting their stride. Right. And so it's going to be a continuous, uh, you know, steady build up even as the season gets going. What stood out, uh, say, on Friday scrimmage? Well, I mean, I think what stands out is that, you know, you have Trey Savage and Zach Root up there, and that they're both extremely talented and getting into rhythm. And then I think that with those guys throwing, I think our offense did a really nice job of of uh, making them work, to right. be honest, you know, uh, making them work and, and not just giving in to the, the talent level that's on the mound. And and so, you know, it's, it's always good to see those guys out there. And, and I think our offense has done a really good job of making our pitchers better over the last – you know, three days um, and, and challenging them to execute and make pitches. And when they don't, of course, uh, hurting them as well. But, uh, you know, you talk about Friday, you had, you had Trey and Root going after each other. And then what was what was cool is, um, you know, we got, we were able to get this weekend a lot of freshmen, a lot of young guys in in some pretty big situations of the scrimmage. And so um, definitely think that that was a benefit. But, um, yeah, I think that the whole weekend was, was really pretty competitive. Yeah, and what you're trying to do right now, now is you're trying to figure out your three starters on the weekends and then you're trying to figure out who's going to start in midweek games yeah and those midweek games and we've said it so many times through the years it's kind of odd but some of those midweek games are, are huge games as far as yeah. as what fans think of you know the nc states and the, and the rivalries and that kind of thing but but it's so it's kind of a you know if, if i'm trying to be, get one of the three slots on the weekend and i don't you know i don't measure up or or you guys go a different route i've still got to be pretty happy i maybe i'll get a starting job in the midweek and that could be really big too yeah those uh, we say it all the time i mean every game is extremely important
important, especially for us, man, when it comes to RPI. Right. And the committee just values RPI so much. I mean, you look up last year, and I think we had uh, the second most wins in program history, and we didn't host a regional. Right. right? And so that that all had it all came down to RPI and us not winning enough games in the middle of the week against uh, some at some points higher ranked RPI teams. And so they're all really important, right? And so you, you go into each game and you, you try to have the best plan you can, but we're going to do what's necessary to win the game, of course. And so uh, when you get into those middle of the weeks, you're you're uh, you're evaluating matchups and seeing who would be good against uh, Team X, and you go with them. And then you uh, you try to line up your bullpen the best you can because, of course, you know it's it's the uh, the balancing of you're going through the weekend. Of course, you're you're taxing arms and you're doing different things. But then in the middle of the week, you gotta gotta go win those games as well. But you also gotta be ready for Friday, right? Next game, right? And so it's uh it's definitely a balancing act and, and figuring out you know what's the best strategy to to play against this team. How can we match up our guys with their with our strengths against that team and and what's going to give us the best opportunity to win the game? And sometimes you're looking at a situation where you know you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending on how how taxing the bullpen is used to what you can do Tuesday, Wednesday, and sometimes you don't have a Tuesday, Wednesday. Sometimes you just have a Tuesday or just have a Wednesday. Right. That's you know a big advantage. But if you do have you know the five games in a week, that can be taxing for and sure. It can be difficult for sure. You know when you're talking about playing that many innings in a short and condensed time, um, it can be it can be interesting. And so, like I said, you just got to be tactful. You got to you got to make sure that you're understanding how guys are feeling and uh, who, who's the best matchup and who needs an extra day of rest and and uh, how can we get the most out of each guy going into those weeks. And luckily, we don't you know we don't play a ton of those five game weeks, but they really prepare you, man. You get into a losers bracket situation in a conference tournament oh, yeah. or something like that, and you're playing. I mean, I can't remember how many games we played this past year in the conference tournament, but we played the maximum that you could play, right? right? And so it, it prepares you for uh, when adversity hits in those situations or getting into a loser's bracket of a regional, whatever it may be, right? And so uh, you, you, uh, you try to, of course, uh, be mindful of the arms and how they're feeling, but in the long run, it ends up helping out. Yeah, and, and it's got to help out in the long run, but you've got to have enough arms to be able to do it. And that, that's, you know, with these young guys coming in, you're still trying. You know what they can do, but you don't know what they can do in a college uniform. Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, I think early on in the year, it's really important to make sure that we're getting them in in the right situations and maybe not, you know, feeding them to, to the wolves, right. so to speak. And so, you know, that looks different for each guy and kind of where they're at in their, their process and their development and everything like that. But it's just so important with freshmen and guys who haven't played at this level is that maybe it's, it's really good to get them in in the middle of the game whenever the game not necessarily on the line yet right. or maybe if we're up big or even if we're down right it's, it's get those guys out there get them in, a, in an advantageous situation for them so that they can build confidence and, and ultimately like this game comes down so much to confidence and, and your mental headspace and so if guys can build confidence these young guys can build confidence as the season goes on I, you know I think about you know Trey as a freshman Trey as a freshman was uh, put in some tough situations early mm-hmm. and he wasn't great early on but we kept running him out there, right, and kept putting him in situations, and he he uh, he grew over time and ended up being a key piece for us at the end of the year when he was a freshman in you know regionals and super regionals, and so you just got to make sure that you're building confidence and making sure guys understand that it like it's okay to fail, it's all right to fail, and we'll continue to get better from it as long as you're learning from those those. Situations. And baseball is a game of failure, and how you react to those failures is how much success you tend to have. Absolutely, and that's you know you try to you try to tell that to the guys is that failure is an opportunity. It's not the end of the line, right? It's an opportunity to learn, to get better, to grow. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, whenever you fail, uh, you want to work a little bit harder, you know, if you have the right mindset towards it. And so uh, I think that failure can at times uh, really boost a guy and, and, and really put them in the right direction to where they need to be. And it helps you address so much, right? I think it's it's uh, hard for young guys who succeed early to understand that, hey, adversity's coming and mm-hmm. you have got to be prepared for it and understand that like when it does hit like the next day is important you got to be in the right mindset to get better to address the things and uh and over time man if you have that type of mindset then you'll improve greatly 
So when guys have the, the competitions that they have on the weekends, so this is a Monday. Mondays, you guys usually have the players off. Is that right? Yeah, so it's an off day. but They, all they can of, come in and do That's their right. Own. All of our guys are on a, on a – all of our starters anywhere are on a seven-day schedule, and so they know what their throwing looks like on each okay. day, right? So they take one off day from throwing per week. Um, but, you know, like uh, Trey and Root, guys like that who threw on Friday, today is more of a moderate day where they're kind of ramping the intensity back up to Tomorrow okay. would be a bullpen for them. Uh, Wednesday would be a recovery day. Uh, then Thursdays, you're starting to ramp the intensity back up to be ready for Friday. Right. And, and all of their lifting is is based around that as well. Um, but, yeah, Monday is a team off day. The guys will lift weights. Uh, we'll have a pitcher's meeting to kind of go over the weekend and, and break down some things that we can get better at and, and of course, uh, encourage the things that we did well. Um, but every all of our starters are on a seven-day split, so each day looks different for them. And, of course, within the, the standards of what they are, what they need to do as well, right? Like what what they feel is best for them, and so it's not uh, necessarily that everybody is doing the exact same thing. And so a lot of the relievers today is more of a recovery day and uh, kind of get their feet and their arm back underneath them and get lift some weights and get ready to go throughout this week. So when you have your meeting today with the pitchers, what are some of the things you're going to touch on? Well, we'll talk uh, a lot about just mentality stuff, to be honest, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we'll talk about uh, what guys did when they were out there. This this weekend that was uh, a positive and so guys who threw well you should talk us some examples through uh, what pitcher X did pitcher Y did um, but a lot of the time it's just reinforcing what our process are what our process goals are on each given day and then just bringing up examples of, of who did a good job of these things and why they did a good job of these things and then a, a lot of times like we'll talk as a, a team about things that we need to get better at but a lot of times it's, it, those conversations are more individual mm-hmm. when you know, maybe somebody fell. Well, they're going to come into my office and we're going to break it down. We're going to watch some video. We're going to make sure the mindset's in a good place. But today it'll be a lot of, we're going to talk a lot about, you know, what what a championship day looks like, right? Like what, what a ch- championship practice looks like, even whenever you're in a recovery day. Like what does that look like for, for all of us? And I just like to reinforce the, the daily habits more so than the results of things to make sure that we're trending in the right direction. Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina, our guest live in the studio with we'll a commercial break right now we'll come back we'll talk more pirate pitching getting you ready for opening day february 16th coming up riders in town and that's a good rider team Heck that's yeah. coming to town Absolutely. so we'll talk more about that with austin Knight after this I'm Walker Allen Volava, and I'm with Coffee Pro. Coffee Pro has been locally owned and operated here in eastern North Carolina for over 50 years. Coffee Pro is the leader in office technology. Does your business struggle with keeping printing costs low or producing professional documents? Here at Copy Pro, total satisfaction is our number one priority. We have a variety of solutions to help reduce your printing expenses and make your business more productive. Call us today at 1-800-682-6558 or online at copypro.net. Copy Pro, we are the professional office systems people. North Carolina State Parks invites you to enjoy camping your way. With the weather changing, booking your own cabin is the perfect solution for your camping getaway. Reserve campsites or cabins today at Jones Lake, Goose Creek, and Cliffs of the News. Whether you enjoy traditional camping or air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi, your next adventure can include hiking, beautiful scenery, and sunsets by the campfire. For information on booking a cabin, visit ncparks.gov. And PirateWare.com are proud to offer the Pirate Nation its largest inventory of ECU merchandise and tailgate supplies ever. UBE has the best prices in town, so that makes UBE your one-stop shop for all things ECU. UBE does daily restocks of Champion, Adidas, and Under Armour. Don't forget to bring your young pirates to plunder the Crow's Nest, which is the only kid's store dedicated to ECU. Plenty of free parking in Uptown Greenville. Visit them online at PirateWare.com. Go Pirates! Are you struggling? with weight loss it might be 15 pounds or 115 pounds it seems like losing weight involves too much exercise and not enough food well no more semaglutide is a fda approved treatment offered by arc point labs dr john bruce a board certified bariatric surgeon will consult and oversee your entire weight loss journey transform yourself and get ready for the beach next summer this program is safe cost effective and has a physician oversight call arc point labs today at 514-8049 this is kim mcneil head women's basketball coach at East Carolina University, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show as we continue talking pirate baseball, getting it set for opening. They're hard to believe. We're almost there, right? We got another week and a half. Is that right? Goes by fast. Goes yeah. by fast and gets here in a hurry. Yeah, sure. it does that. And, it's in, and in the season, in some ways, the season is a blur, and in some ways, the season takes forever. I guess it kind of depends on how the winds are coming. There's, kind of there's no doubt about that. I mean, <laughs> so, sometimes of the season seems seems like it's like dragging and then of course you look up and it's may and you're like how did this happen yeah they get here so quick you know so all right how old's the little one now two turn two in january and he's he's wide open he's wide open he's he's all over he's at the field earlier actually um he, he mom brought him by for a little bit and you know got some swings in oh good he's he, he I tell you, he don't. I don't. I don't think he cares at all about baseball. But here recently, he's been swinging the bat a little bit, and I'm like, yes, let's yeah, roll. There you let's go. Let's do this. I'm thing. telling you, I, I can't wait to be at a game somewhere, and you hear the next batter is number two. The second baseman or the catcher, because you're a catcher, Deacon Knight. I mean, that's just that's just Deacon is just such a great you it's know, a good name. It's a great name. I mean, you know, it's actually funny. You know, um, the the it's not a family name or anything like that. We we got the name from the show Nashville. It's oh, a, did you? Yeah, we were watching that. Um, me and my wife were watching that before. You know, he was even in the in the picture at all. And uh, I was like, that's a pretty cool name. And you know, you th- you think about it, and it, it means this and whatnot and so it has a good meaning to it but it's a it's a pretty cool name uh, he's, 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 he's fortunate I think about story. Demon Deacon because of yeah, Wake Forest right, so of and, and he's running around crazy well, so. of course everyone everyone's like is he going to go to Wake Forest no so like, I mean, it's going to be a pirate that's not the point right that's right but it's a but it's a great great name kind of like you think about Maverick you think about you know Top Gun Maverick's a cool name and Deacon's a cool name that's I mean, right well I, I have like one of the most bland unique names ever which everyone calls me AK so Austin never really used but I was like you know I want I want uh, our kids to have a, like a cool name yeah. like, that's one of the things and I was like you know what's a good name like Cal or something like that or whatever you know and so it's funny you say that because uh, my first name is Robert Robert Brian and then Brian nobody calls me Brian everybody calls me Bailey yeah. and that's just how it, I mean I have you know on the air anchors will just say Bailey instead of Brian and it's just been something like that all month so Brian's kind of a bland name too yeah. in fact Coach Overton Gary Overton was sitting with my first wife at a bank and we were talking about names and he came up with we ought to name my son Ryan after Ryan Sandberg my favorite player yeah. and we did so oh, we got Ryan away which is a cool name too that was my mom's favorite player yeah Ryan Sandberg <laughs> good so, player uh, Rhino and, and, and you know not that I like tattoos because I don't but he's got a big old Rhino on his tattoo yeah. you know and everything he, he embraces it so uh, I think he likes his name so Deacon's got to get him a little Deacon don't tell don't tell your wife Taylor he's going to get a Deacon get a tattoo, Deacon tattoo. <laughs> yeah I don't think she'd be all in on that so. I don't think so we're going to try to keep that from happening. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it either. So nah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's talk uh, pirate pitching. Trey you Savage has gotten all these preseason honors and accolades, and and obviously he deserves them. How hard is it for him to to just concentrate on pitching? I don't think it's hard for him. Um, he's just a special kid. You know, he's he's a kid that can kind of block out all that stuff, and he's an awesome teammate, and he's an extremely hard worker, and uh, is very detailed. And so uh, for him, he's just always worried about being the best version of Trey Savage and making sure that he can help the team. And um, you can't say that about everyone, right? Like, right. He, he's a unique kid. Um, he was he was really raised well by his parents. Um, and and that, I can say that about that whole junior class. It, it's been a, a really unique group and, and a really fun group because, of course, they're very talented. But from the second that they stepped on campus, just the most coachable kids that I've ever been around and worked really hard. And that doesn't mean there wasn't hard times and, and things you had to work through. But um, – uh, Trey has just always been so coachable, and uh, you know, early on for him, he he just he had to learn how to pitch. He really did, and and so uh, just having that teachable spirit and a guy that wanted to show up and get better every single day that that shows enough about a kid who has that level of talent, right? And so I don't think the accolades. I actually mess with them a lot about them. You know, like I, I'll, I'll see here comes the pitcher of the year. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see something <laughs> on social media and I'll send it to him. I'm be like, hey, I'm glad they give out awards in the preseason. Man. Right. This is, this is awesome. Congratulations. But he, you know, he, he, he laughs about it, of course. But, uh, you know, just a special kid, special human being, and, of course, a great talent. Yeah. When did you first realize that he he was this talented, that he was this going to be this good? 
gosh, I don't know. You know, uh, I think some of the moments he had his freshman year said that you have something special. Um, but really, I, I viewed him more as a reliever, certainly at that point. You know, he was two pitches, and he sprayed the ball a little bit. But he had that knack for the big moment. You know, he was not afraid of it. He, he, he always thrived in those situations. It's actually worse when there was nobody on base, which is wild. Um, <laughs> it's crazy, you know. And then I think you started realizing it about this time last year. You know, he was going out there and he was just absolutely dominating, you know, uh, in, in spring inner squads and things like that. And, um, you know, when he came to the spring last year, his kind of coming out party was against North Carolina where he pitched on Friday. I think Spivey was nursing a little forearm uh, tenderness and he pitched on Friday and, and pitched fantastic, you know. And um, he's just he grew a ton from uh, his freshman year to his sophomore year. Um, the talent was always there. The talent was there. He's a guy that came in throwing the ball hard. Now, he may hit the ball a couple times when he was a freshman, right? And so, um, uh, but but just over time, his, his growth has been incredible, even into this year. You know, and again, that goes back to him and his work ethic and uh, his willingness to take things and run with it and, and, and apply them and, and apply them quickly and make adjustments quickly. And so, uh, just a unique player, unique kid, uh, you know, and uh, just, just awesome to be around every day. And how has he been this spring so far? I mean, has he been pretty dominant? Really good. Yeah. His, his first two outings, he was, uh, you know, elite. He, he threw – we did like a pitcher hitter the the weekend prior to, to practice starting, and I think he threw two innings and punched out five, and then no walks, no hits. And then first weekend, he threw three innings, punched out five. And then this past weekend, he, he didn't command his fastball probably at the level that he would like to. Um, but he just like, you know, normal Trey Savage, I think he walked the first two guys of his outing, and then he struck out three. In a row, yeah. you know, and just uh, has that knack for making the big pitch when it matters. And so he, he's looked great uh, physically. He's as strong as ever. Uh, is extremely healthy. Um, and the ball's coming out of his hand extremely well. So it's just about sharing up the de- details at this point. I know you guys haven't said the, the, the starting, you know, your, your Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but Probably he's Friday. Is that fair to say? I can't. I can't put words in Coach Godwin's mouth. All right. So I played the. Fifth. I'm not going to put words I in Coach Godwin's mouth. Fifth here, all right. So, but but probably. And then you look at Saturday. You would have to think Zach Roots right in there. Yeah, yeah. Another kid who's made a tremendous jump. Um, you know, since since his freshman year, and you know, luckily we were able to put him in and pitch against in some really big moments as a freshman. Yes. Um, and the thing about Zach is that even though like we're still working to to make things better. He always had the knack for for big moments as well. And when you have pitchers like that, man, it gives you so much confidence in putting them in, the, in into the game. I mean, he had his moment on opening day last year against George Washington where he had a huge outing, right? And then we and then we throw him into the mix to close against North Carolina on a Friday. And it's like, looking back, I'm like, what were you doing? But <laughs> but for that kid, I mean, he's the right guy to be in those situations. Yeah. He thrives whenever the, the game is on the line in the biggest situations and the biggest moments moments and you know you think back to the way he threw in the regional last year and and in like he's way more equipped as a pitcher now to handle that even even better, right? He's he's, he's addressed some things. He's gotten uh, more physically strong. He's throwing the ball harder. He's commanding the ball better. His his breaking ball and his slider are better. And, of course, the changeup was already good when he got here. And so um, he's made a giant jump and, and uh, really excited about his progression. Well, when you see a guy like that, as you just described, are you out in the bullpen and, and he's he's showing you what, what he's got and you're saying, whoa, where'd that come from? That, that's a that's a little that's a little tighter than it was last year. Yeah, and and that was the thing after the season this past year. It's just like with every guy, you sit down with them and and hey, here's what we have to get better at. We got to take pressure off your fastball and your changeup. We need something that's going to go to your glove side a little bit better. And and we worked throughout the course of the season, of course, to to make that happen. And he got better at it in the middle of the season. But just summer baseball at times can be so beneficial because guys get to go out and really just figure out things on their own and make things their own and take ownership in them. Um, and so when he came back and we threw the first bullpen with him after after we rested him for a while, he, he threw his breaking ball. I was like, oh, that looks a lot different, right? Like yeah. that's, that's a that's a really good pitch. Um, and so, yeah, I think you definitely have those moments. And, and then, of course, everyone's story is different, though. Everyone's story is different and how they come ac- across uh, acquiring the, the, the repertoire that they need, the arsenal that they need, and, of course, the confidence that they need is uh, everyone has a different story. Yeah, 
time. And, and, and you know, the different stories, and it's kind of neat you know, when you see the guys coming as freshmen and, and you read some of their accolades and you know they've got talent, but you you know, it's rare that a freshman can come in right away and, and dominate. It just takes some some growth for and maturity for guys to get there. Yeah, it's it's just harder, right? You're you're playing against more talented players on a regular basis. Uh, you're in a new place. You just moved away from home for the first time in your life, and you're learning how to deal with that, and you're learning how to deal with academics, which is a high priority within our program, and you're learning how to deal with with all of it, right? And the weight room, and working harder than you've ever worked, and your body's tired, and and all those things. And so, like I tell, I've said this many times, but the freshman fall is like the hardest three or four months of your life. I'm telling you, it's so really? difficult. It's, it's just hard because you're just having to adapt to so much. And, you know, I remember being a freshman and, and Coach Godwin's just on my tail all the time as a freshman. And, you know, he's the, co- he's the catching coach, he's the hitting coach, he's my academic coach. And he's just, you know, pushing me as hard as I've ever been pushed before in my life. And the weights are hard and you're, you're homesick a little bit because you're away from home for the first time. And you, you just have to deal with so much of that. And then once you get comfortable and you know what's coming, that's when guys really grow. And that's where I feel like even our freshmen that are here right now have taken a good step forward, uh, even since, you know, uh, October and November, just because they know what is expected. They know they have to work hard. They know that, uh, you know, things are going to be asked of them that are that are of high attention to detail on a daily basis. And so, you know, sometimes it just takes some time within a program to get that confidence and to work hard every single day. And, and you see uh, growth, of course. Henry comes in as your hitting coach now. Who was the better player? Well, you know, he was my backup, my senior <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. He, he, was, gonna, he, he, he did kind of mention that, but he was like, I shouldn't have been that way. But. No, he's, a better, he's definitely a better player than me. There's no question. I mean, he's a seventh rounder, uh, played in the Phillies organization, made it up to double or triple A. I can't remember which. He was definitely a more talented player than me. I just happened to be a senior and had been a part of the program for a longer time and so could, could navigate it a little bit better than him at that time. Yeah. Um, throughout the course of a season, but he was a much more talented player than me. I, I was a very average player in my mind. Uh, just, uh, you know, I was a coach's son, so I could do the little things well. And so, you know, people people like that, I guess. You can tell that you guys are cut out of the same mold because he did a great job last week on the show just talking about hitting. And just you yeah. can just tell that, that he's he's got that demeanor like you do with the pitchers, with the hitters. I mean, it's, it's not a, you know, demanding type style. It's a, hey, this is what we got to do. And, yeah. you know, you can't, you're not my, you're not my friend until you graduate, but you know we're going to get you along there when oh, we still love each other. There's no doubt, and yeah. he, he's the best. He's the best, and you know a really close friend of mine, and of course known him for forever. And our families are really tight. I mean, his wife is actually from the same hometown as I am. It's, it's wild, and wow. so. Uh, but when it comes to him, I don't know that there's more intelligent coaches in the country. Um, and he really, really relates well to the players. He can have a difficult conversation and then love on them as right. well. Right, and that's Which the key. Is, it is so important yeah. as a coach to be able to do both because if you're just yelling at him all the time, the buy-in's not going to be right. as high. And so, um, but you know, between him and Brian Packard, man, our oh, players yeah. are so blessed to have oh, those yeah. two guys around. Because Pack's time. been around. Oh my goodness! And he could hit it. He could hit it, and he's. <laughs> hilarious oh, yeah. and he's smart yeah. and he knows how to like I said both those guys know how to relate extremely well and it's really cool to see their dynamic because they're always talking about guys in the they, they both come and sit in my office all day pretty much um, this is my office the coach's lounge I think uh, <laughs> but they come and sit in there and they, they talk about guys and it's productive conversations yeah. and they're both like very smart but share different ideas and uh, I just think their, their working relationship is so cool and both of them were obviously very, very good players. Um, and so our guys immediately have built-in respect with that, but they don't they don't carry like they don't act like they're better players than our players. Right. right? They don't have that sort of ego. Right. They, in fact, they have no ego. They just want our guys to get better and want to work with them and help them achieve their goals, which in my opinion, from our coaching staff is is why our coaching staff is awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and we share uh, a really a really good bond between our coaching staff, but our coaching staff really keeps the main thing the main thing. It just wants our players to be the best versions of themselves every single day. Well, very well said. Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina. We'll take a break right now. Come back and continue on talking Pirate Baseball with Coach Knight after this.
It's even better than going to Jimmy John's? The great taste of Jimmy John's coming to you. Check out their convenient catering bundle, including a 12-pack of half sandwiches made with fresh-baked bread, hand-sliced meats, and fresh veggies, plus two premium sides, 15 chips, and 15 desserts, all for one great price. You can also choose an a la carte option. Pick it up, or they'll set it up for you. And don't forget Jimmy John's loyalty app with a free sandwich after your first visit. Jimmy John's in Greenville and Wilson and online at jimmyjohns.com with Christy Conway today from ENC Pirate Realty, and you guys are more than real estate agents. That's right. We also provide property management services for rental properties. We have found that rental property owners have difficulty managing their rental properties effectively. We can provide full-service property management to those owners to include advertising their homes for rent, tenant screening, rent collections, and maintenance coordination. If you have real estate or property management questions, contact us at encpiratrealty.com. Go Pirates! Free years, Callie Ann Phelps has been singing about Phelps Chevrolet. Phelps Chevrolet is the one for you. Low, low prices, service too. See the big dealer right away. Carolina's finest, Phelps Chevrolet. And you'll agree with what Skyler Phelps has to say. Nobody beats Phelps Chevrolet's prices. Nobody. The name you can depend on. Phelps Chevrolet. While you're sleeping, our whole hogs are slow cooking over wood to create that bite that Eastern North Carolina is known for. I'm Sam Jones, and for more than three generations, my folks have been the torchbearers for what whole hog barbecue is supposed to be. At Sam Jones, you'll find plenty of smoke but no mirrors. Everything, and I mean everything, is made fresh daily, including our sides, sweets, and sauces. Come on over and see us at Sam Jones Barbecue, and I bet you'll be able to taste our passion in just one bite. Sam Jones Barbecue, Fire Tower Road. Pepsi Zero Sugar has taken its flavor to the next level. A Zero Sugar Cola has never tasted this good. But we don't expect you to take our word for it, so we're putting it to the test. Starting with me. My mouth is watering already, so I think we can skip the drum roll and get right to the main event. Cue the fireworks. We have an official best Zero Sugar ever. It's delicious, it's refreshing, and it's so good you'll need to try it for yourself. Trust me. Pepsi Zero Sugar. Zero never tasted so good. That's what I like. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around, guaranteed. This is Jacob Jenkins Cowart, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Austin Knight, pitching coach in East Carolina, is our guest. We're kind of running down the uh, the odds of uh, who does what. And, and really, when you look at it, your first weekend, you may go with A, B, and C, and that most always doesn't stay the same the whole year, does it? No, it doesn't, um, for a, a multitude of reasons, right? It could be anything from guys performing well or poor or you know health issues just because the season's a long season and guys at times get nicked up you know um and so yeah very very seldom does it end the way that it starts right but you would like to of course have all the answers on the front end if possible and and put the guys in the best positions for themselves but you know that's the beauty about baseball is that guys emerge as the season goes on yeah. and, and throw the ball outstanding and play great and so uh Sometimes you have to make adjustments as a coach, and I think that's a good thing whenever players are forcing your hand a little bit. Who are some of the players, the arms you're looking at for that third slot on the weekend? Yeah, I think, you know, between three or four guys, right. uh, Jake Hunter, Wyatt Lunsford-Shinkman, Jaden Winter, Chris Kaler has been uh, throwing a little bit as a starter. Um, that really, those guys are kind of in the mix for it. I'd say right now, Jake Hunter's in the in the lead for it. Um, but they've all thrown great. Right. You know, they've all thrown great. And so I think, you know, obviously the competition continues this weekend. And uh, like I said, you, you want guys to force you to put them in that in that spot, right? You don't want to necessarily guess with it. And so, um, but all, all of those guys have thrown great. It's just... It comes down to uh, 
who is the most valuable in what position? Who is the most valuable in the bullpen? Who's the most valuable as a starter? Who can you get the most out of? Who do, who needs to throw multiple times a week? You know, and so I think all of that comes into play. And so there can be some guys who absolutely can go and pitch in the Sunday in the Sunday spot, but man, like they're really valuable in big spots out of the bullpen. And right. uh, for us, and I think for any any program really that's successful is that you got to have those guys who can get big outs at the end of the game. You just do. Yep. So uh, you know, as much as you'd like everyone to throw complete games every time they go out there, it's probably not going to happen. Probably not. You no. Know? Um, maybe maybe this is the year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But probably not going to happen. And and you just need uh you need veteran presence you need guys who have been in the fire uh who can get big outs and have weapons to get big outs at the end of the game how about danny beal do you look at him as a true closer or is he the true guy that comes in when you're in trouble or is he a combination of both, uh, of both? Really, yeah you know both i think he can do whatever you want him to do and he's he's been awesome and he's throwing the ball great and looks better than ever really you know and so uh there was times last year he closed the game there was times last year we'd come in and throw five six six innings and so um and i, I think you've got to have guys like that on your staff as well i mean uh i, I would love i would love for him to you know obviously close games but as i've said before is that some of the most meaningful outs can happen in the sixth seventh oh yeah fifth inning the fourth inning it doesn't matter the last out sometimes is not that big a deal but those outs you know with runners at second and third and one out yeah and 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 saving runs when they're out there right you know if you're in a situation you got one out and you got bases loaded is who can who can keep them from scoring multiple runs right because that can be the game and and luckily here at east carolina we've we've always had a, a pretty good offense right like we've been able to score runs and so sometimes saving those runs in the sixth, well, you might have a five-run inning in the seventh or in the eighth, right? And so uh, th- that, that becomes a bigger margin. And so sometimes the, the the most important outs right there in the middle of the game, you're going to use your best guy in those situations. And then if he finishes the game, that's great. You know, if we expand the lead and we use some different arms, that's awesome too, right? And so that's uh, that's kind of what I think about with Danny. But he can he can do he can really serve any role on our staff. In, in, in 2022, Carter Spivey was the first reliever to win the American Pitcher of the Year. Yeah. And do you think Beal may be something like that? He could be... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think he kind of was last year at times, Yeah, he was. Right? Yeah. And, and um, you know, really unique the way that Spivey won that award and the way that he was pitched. And, it, you know, it's kind of funny that that actually became the plan, right? At the end of the year, in the middle of the year, whatever it might be, is like, we're going to we're gonna start a guy, but like Spivey is going to come in and he's going to finish this thing, even if he's throwing five innings. Right. Whatever, right? And that, that kind of kind of became the tandem between him and Sailor and then Benter Williger at the end of the yep. year and Agnos and you know Trey was the guy that was going to get us out of the jam and then we were going to give the ball to somebody else and so uh we were we were really <laughs> that year trying to get three maybe four innings out of our starter because we knew our strength was in the bullpen right you know that 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 year was crazy because we'd give up three in the first three innings and then we shut them out the rest of the game mm-hmm. you know uh down the stretch in that 20 game win streak and so yeah maybe not as traditional as as uh as some people would like it including myself but, uh, <laughs> but it was cer- certainly super effective yeah well, it was and that 20 game win streak was was phenomenal wasn't Gosh, it yeah i mean some of the most fun times on a baseball field that i've ever had just a really unique team and a team that came together when it mattered the most right um and uh just you know i, I think back uh, so so many fond memories of that year because you know you're showing up to the baseball field and it just felt like you couldn't lose right There's just like no way you were gonna lose and our players felt that way which was most important yep. and they just kind of they took over that team and took over the motivation and and they never got down on themselves whether they were down up whatever i mean i think back to even that game three of the super regional versus Texas where um, you know they beat us pretty good on that day but our guys never felt like they were out of it right. at any point and so uh, definitely a special group. Yeah and it was really it was one of those situations where guys would go to the field we'd start watching the game you know it was three to one four to one you're down or whatever and and even even everybody watching were like okay they're going to come back and yeah. and they did every time and it was really it was like you know somehow somewhere we're going to win this game. Yeah yeah it's really cool man and that just uh, showed I think that starts with the 
players because of the belief that they had, right? Of course, we believed in them from day one, but the belief that our players had that they were going to win the game regardless of the scenario, that is, uh, that's super, um, you know, effective for everyone around, yeah. right? And so, like, yeah, the, the, the players believe it, so the fans believe it, the coaches, of course, believe it, everyone believes that we're going to win that game regardless of what situation we're in in the fourth or fifth or whatever inning. Uh, I think that gives you a lot of confidence, of course, as a coach, whenever your players can really have that sort of uh, competitive edge and swagger about them that when you show up to the field, you don't have to worry about where their heads are at. And college baseball teams just don't win 20 in a row. It's just it's no. just something that, you know, no. great teams don't win 20 in a row. No, I mean, I mean hardly any, right? Yeah. Like, and, and so really, really cool and, and one of those one of those times that I'll, I'll always remember, certainly. Yeah. When I mean, you think back about, uh, you know, pitchers in the past, or, or in the last couple of years, do any of the new guys, you know, resemble any of those guys? You, you can think the fans would say, like, oh, that guy's kind of like this guy? That's, a, that's an interesting question, you know, as far as comparing guys. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. We have more left-handers on our uh, – freshman-wise. We have more uh, left-handed pitching, which is a positive, of course, for the future, right, is that you have more opportunities to match up with guys. And so I, I don't know if there's, like, direct comparisons with guys. Yeah. You know, I've got some similar left-handers that are similar in stature to, like, C.J. Mayhew and things like that. Now, uh, hopefully they can get that, that competitiveness yeah. that C.J. Mayhew had, right? Um, but the stuff would be similar, I would say. Um, but I, I think there's just a lot of different looks from that freshman class and those young those young guys that uh, I think can really pay dividends down the down the stretch because they're just different than a lot of the arms that we've had, which I think is an awesome thing. Yeah. So you just have uh, the ability to mix and match and have some. Uh, Variety in the bullpen, as opposed to everyone that just kind of you know looks the same or throws the same stuff. You know, I think that that's a big time positive. Hope to see Connor Norby in the majors this year. He he did everything he can do so far. I mean, he's really been incredible in the minors, uh, kind of like what Burley did in the yeah. minors. I mean, very similar with some of the things we were able to do. His brother Ethan's on the staff. How's he looking so far? Yeah, he's had his good moments and he's had some tough moments. He's a little had to learn from. I think uh, early in the fall he was he was pretty dominant, right? And then uh, went to Virginia and had a tough outing in Virginia. We started him against Virginia, who is is a tremendous offensive team uh, every year, really. And uh, had a tough outing there. And uh, since then, he's been kind of up and down, kind of having some freshman outings and things like that. And uh, had, had a tough outing this past weekend, made some errors behind him, and then an inning kind of blew up. But he also had a, an inning where he went out there and uh, struck out two and, and had a quick out. It was like a two-minute inning. And yeah. So he's a guy that, just like every freshman, is gonna they're, they're going to have to learn and, and overcome the peaks and valleys of what uh, playing college sports is. But definitely a guy that, you know, has shown a ton of promise throughout his time here so far. A guy you'll certainly see in the spring in situations, and a guy that I, I have a lot of confidence in for uh, for the future, certainly. And out of the transfer portal, talk about some of those guys. Yeah, I like our group out of the transfer portal. I think there's certainly three guys that uh, you could look and, and see that they'll have uh, big big innings under their belt this year. You know, uh, Drew Bryan is a transfer from University of Chicago uh, D3 school, and uh, really, really smart, but I think uh, a guy that you know you're going to see come in in short spurts and, and throw the ball pretty hard with some effective secondary stuff and fill up the strike zone. Uh, it was an All-American there at Chicago, and, and it certainly uh, is an awesome addition to our team because it's super mature, extremely, extremely hard worker, probably one of the hardest workers on our team, um, and is is a very good pitcher. You know, Chris Kaler came from George Washington. We saw him last year. He pitched Game Two against us at the yeah. beginning of the year. Um, um, and that was kind of what put him on our radar when we saw him. And then went up to the Cape and watched him pitch. And, and just a guy that can really fill up the strike zone, can pitch to both sides of the plate, uh, has a four-pitch mix that they can throw into the strike zone at any time, uh, works extremely fast. So a guy that the, the fans will enjoy when he's on the mound. His, his pace and his tempo are really good. Um, and so we can certainly see him pitching meaningful innings for us this year. And then a, another left-hander from Seton Hall, Aaron Groller, which is just a funky left-hander, low slot. Oh, yeah. The strikes. They're fun to watch, aren't oh, they? Oh man, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's interesting. Ball just moves all over the place. Oh yeah, but throws it in the strike zone. Has a bunch of pitches. Uh, another guy that man, he's just super mature and works extremely hard, and uh, definitely a value to our organization for sure. How hard does he throw? Because a lot of those lefties throw him, you know, 78, 80, and you like can't hit them. 83, yeah. 87, yeah. probably. Frustrating but, for, but man, for hitters. The ball moves all over the place, and yeah. uh, on a staff that has a lot of you know power. 
right-handers and and, and a lot of stuff. It's a different look. Yeah, it's a different look, and it it changes the pace a little bit. And, and, you know, it's a a really good change-up. It's a good slider. It's a good cutter. And the fastball just falls off the table. And so a a guy that, you know, can definitely change the pace and and, and get a a lot of outs for you, you know, after, you know, whoever pitches, right? Like a Trey pitches or a Root pitches. It's just so different than everybody else on the staff. Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina. Our guests will take our final break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition of the Ryan Bailey Show after this. your chance to save during the year-end clear-out at Bostick Sug Furniture. We're clearing out the 2023s, which means huge savings for you. Find unheard-of sale prices all across our showroom floor. Save 70% off clearance items. Take an extra 10% off all in-stock custom-order furniture, plus six-month special financing. Get a new mattress at year-end savings, plus all in-stock last-chance Serta Arctic and Restonic mattresses are half off. The year-end clear-out is finally here, now at Bostick Sug Furniture. There's a common misbelief today that to make it further, you need to push yourself, that you need to give up any joy to continue your rigid routine. Or you could try another way. Take some time to enjoy life, like having a Michelob Ultra with friends, because happiness is essential to living an exceptional life. Michelob Ultra, a refreshing and balanced flavor with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Michelob Ultra, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Have you heard? Green Velada World is under new ownership and is now part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Green Velada World is now the fifth dealership to join the DriveHereNow.com network. Get car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and proud supporter of the Pirates. Okay, honey, did you get those things done that I asked you to do? Yes, dear. Really? You cleaned the gutters? Yes, dear. And replaced our HVAC system? Yes, dear. Doing it right now. Really? I called Delcor. They got us a brand new HVAC unit for just $120 a month. And for only $30 more a month, we got the Delcor service plan that covers preventative maintenance and repairs for 10 years. Go to DelcorInc.com for a new HVAC system from Train. It's hard to stop a train. Delcor, the service professionals. Here at Papa John's, we know our stuff. So try our newest cheesy calzone epic stuffed crust pizza. Made with a blend of ricotta and mozzarella, hand-stuffed into that Papa John's fresh, never-frozen original dough. Get it for a limited time only at Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at PapaJohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! This is Brian Harris with 360 Golf Carts, Pitt County's go-to shop for all things golf carts. We have easy-go, club car, and utility carts to choose from. Whether it's for the beach, riding around the neighborhood, or working in the yard, 360 Golf Carts has the perfect ride for you. If you have issues with your current cart, take it by my shop for an expert's diagnosis. From parts to sales to service, we have you covered. We will even deliver right to you. So come see me, Brian Harris, on Highway 43, just past D.H. Conley High School. 360 Golf Carts, Pirates supporting Pirates. Hi, this is Parker Bunch. When I'm not hitting dingers or going viral, I'm listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back as we wrap things up with Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina as we get set for opening day. Jeff Palumbo, assistant coach for East Carolina, joins us next week, and then Cliff Godwin will join us the week after that first series. So we hope that first series goes really well with yeah. uh, Ryder in town for, hey, for hey, that one. Get the scrubs out of the way. Get the big ones <laughs> That's on right. Next two weeks. I like it. There you go. Yeah, there you go go no no scrubs here that's for sure because this is an outstanding coaching staff and we're we're lucky to have you guys on when you look at, at what you want to do with this pitching staff now coming up this weekend you know what kind of things you're going to be working on as you continue to get set for you know how for opening day how does this weekend compare to the other weekends i think uh we're going to try to get in more into uh a normal game day situation where you know uh where it's just more conducive to the next weekend you know they'll probably wear their their full uniform 
uniforms this weekend, and uh, I imagine that the lineups will be uh, fairly similar to what they'll be that 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 first weekend. Now there will be some obviously uh, different lineups that coach wants to run out right. there. Um, but it, more than anything, it's just making guys comfortable with our timeline, uh, with in and out, right? Like what the details of in and out looks like, when the team mill is, uh, what batting practice looks like on a game day, all those things. And then from the pitching side of things, I mean, really our process stays the same. You know, of course you're still building guys up and getting them used to the roles that they will pitch in. Um, but our process of, of going about each day and each game, it stays the same regardless of if it's a scrimmage or if it's a, a live game or if we're playing North Carolina or whoever we're playing. You know, the goals stay the same. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's exciting. An exciting time in Greenville and, uh, you know, the guys tailgating out for a game and getting set and everybody in the jungle. And it's just really, really an exciting time. And I say it every year, but we get a chance to cheat winter a little bit because spring starts on February 16th, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. And man, I'm just so thankful to be a part of a community and a, and a school that that uh, makes baseball so important and makes our guys feel the way that they feel during the spring. I mean, it's not like that everywhere, right? And so I, I, I feel so fortunate that Coach Goblin gave me the opportunity to, to be a part of this coaching staff and, and just so thankful for uh, everything that the, the community of Greenville does for our baseball program. Very nice. Austin Knight joining us here on the Brian Bailey Show. We're out of time. We'll be here next week with Jeff Palumbo as we continue to get you set for Pirate Baseball. We'll see you next week right here on the Brian Bailey Show. This has been the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Michelob Ultra, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio, 93.3.